like sections that like maybe one day you can I feel like I mean because I've watched um, the first episode and the second episode and obviously they're quite long I feel like in for me like for me it's just like just for me if I'm just talking about me I enjoy these kind of things I like conversations that kind of meander and like different people kind of throwing in different ideas and like seeing things generate from like okay you know maybe James will say something or Tishon will say something and you know it just kind of like using my hands to describe what I'm trying to say but not finding the words but kind of you know do this thing from wherever so yeah yes ladies and gentlemen members of the decentralized movement we are here today uh with our new guest Aziza um she's based in London um we've got uh, Josh, Mercy, the usual crew, James and Sydney um we're expecting uh, another guest to appear today um but for now I believe we can um, give some updates regarding uh, Liquid, which is the project which we were talking about last week. We spent the whole topic talking about. Um, any updates you want to give DC? Yeah. My volume good? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we're good, good. yeah. Um, yeah, so quick updates. Um, don't want to take over. Um, thanks for being with us as well, Zizat. It's great having you. Um, so the white paper released, we, we dropped that this weekend on the website. Um, Tashoma, awesome job. Whole website redesigned, built it from scratch. Looks amazing. Please go take a look. Uh, liquidprotocol.com. Um, got a lot coming out soon in terms of uh, frequently asked questions and intros, documentation. Um, you know, some things behind the scene with development partners as well. So really just hitting on all fronts. The, uh, the DC fund opens on the 23rd. So we'll be submitting, I think, right around that time to uh, to get our proposal funded and get going on the MVP. And that's 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 where we're at right now. Oh, oh. So um did anyone get their um their staking rewards with Zoe Pool this week? Aziza, are you staking with Zoe Pool yet? I'm literally not yet. I'm just about like I just like downloaded Linux on the computer that I have, so I'm really, really slow. Like you downloaded Linux? <laughs> no, like as in not download. Like you know, like yeah. installed it into the computer, oh, okay, and then okay. like I downloaded it onto a USB, and then I kind of like divided the computer into two, and then oh, okay. yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> two partitions, and yeah, you're going super technical. Nice steps, <laughs> yeah, super secure. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump in here real quick. Uh, April, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can hear you now, and, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much Absolutely. for coming. I know, it's like super, I know it's super late in Nigeria as well right now, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, could you um, just like, do us the favor of like, telling us a bit about yourself and how you even came across Cardano and uh, ended up setting up a staking pool that's making us all like a fair bit of money <laughs> oh, okay um my name is april and i'm from nigeria i heard about blockchain cardano cryptocurrency everything blockchain in 2019 september my friend actually introduced me to you know this space and my friend actually happens to be joshua 
Joshua introduced me <laughs> to blockchain space last year. We're having a conversation and he you know, brought it up on like April, have you heard of blockchain tech? You know, I, 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 so I was just hearing it for the first time, cryptocurrency, Cardano, I was hearing everything for the first time. So he explained and gave me uh, some articles and you know, tutorial videos for further understanding. And I got to know about it. Before now, I, my goal was actually to become an ambassador and to be a voice to the voiceless, to help people. And I'm actually a law student, so, you know, I'm in that part, you know, to help people, you know, defend them, you know, bring justice, serve justice the right way. So after I, after I got to know, learn about blockchain and what Cardano has for Africa, you know, it, you know, motivated me the more to you know go into it and actually now I want to be a blockchain lawyer advocate for blockchain and you know uh, creating a stake pool was very challenging <laughs> you know because the whole it was I, I was entering a whole new world entirely the um, technologies everything was so weird but <laughs> with the help of the community, I was able to do that. Like Hoga, it got to a point. I it was so difficult, overwhelming. I lost some funds. My pledge actually, I misplaced my pledge. Mm. <laughs> you know, I had it, everything was just so tough, and I was helpless. I looked for help everywhere, and just right there, Hoga texted me and like, okay, April, I'm going to help you. I was so happy. I was like, okay, we have a great community here. The whole guy helped me and he recovered those funds and you know and set and continue corrected my wrongs and set up everything for me for free. He didn't even take any money. So I was I was really happy and one second, April. Sorry to cut you. Uh, so we have our we have our guest referee here today, uh, Aziza. Um so Hi April. Good evening. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so whenever we have um, uh, like some like whenever you say something that just doesn't make sense, she's gonna flag it essentially. So uh, <laughs> like, could you just explain what a pledge is, like real quick? Oh, okay, a pledge is um, you know the um, amount of fund you put on your pool. Like, <laughs> how would I put this? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm looking for a simple term to use. Um, the amount of uh, funds you, you know, allocate to your pool that people can, you know, see like advertise. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I'm sorry. All right. So, so I, what I understand, I, I, I think you explained it. You explained it perfectly well. Like, but I'm just going to reiterate basically what you said. To set up a statement pool, you need to like have a certain amount of ADA to put up just to kind of like cement yeah. that you're going to have a stake and pool. You have to put something up and it's going to stay in that, in that pool yes. for as long as yes. you're running it. You can't withdraw it, essentially. It's kind of like the security that lets me know mm -hmm. that when I'm just going to stake with um, April, she's not just going to like close the staking pool and run off. You know? Yeah. Right. So yeah. Skin, skin in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the game, Thank right? you. <laughs> what, so what sort of like, um, it's okay to ask like what sort of, amounts like let's say the the minimum pledge like the the lowest level pledge like what is that like numbers wise i i don't we think we can actually go on portal if someone wants to share their screen 
and pull it up. But you can have really low pledge. Like some pledges are zero, right? Like, yeah. so it actually, the, 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 uh, there's an effect, right? There's like a factor the desirability, I think it's called where the higher your pledge amount, it like changes how much you actually are rewarded, but it's not that big of an effect actually. So there's not much of an incentive to have like whales and Cardano actually don't have a big leg up than people with zero pledge at all. It's all about how much pledge you can actually incentivize to your pool, which is an effect of being, you know, branding, you know, third party causes that you're a part of, you know, value add things, services that you do with your pool. That, that really isn't about just being, you know, the ability to produce blocks. Everyone can do that. So uh, pledge actually doesn't play, you know, as large of an effect. It can in the future. Yeah. Because there's a variable that's tied to it and the community can vote on that yeah. and update it if they want, you know, maybe to, to reduce certain types of bad behavior that we're seeing from certain players. Mm -hmm. You can make pledge mean more so that there's more skin in the game, right, as Sydney says, right? And that makes it kind of more like a, you know, egalitarian network for the smaller players, actually. Okay. They kind of like, it makes sense, like, that it's not necessarily that it has to be a number, but just that there needs to be some sort of value. It is a number. It. Right. Yeah, it is like a number. you said, it could be zero, for example. But like, but the, the whole um, key or the whole thing behind it is you need to have something, some sort of value, basically. It's set by the market. It's like the stake pool operators themselves, like this column that you see James showing you, that's the stake pools themselves saying, hey, this is how much we think we should pledge as long as you can make like the average of this number. So if James goes all the way through, there's like, you know, how many, a thousand of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a thousand pools. So I'm right. sorted from highest pledge. So the, the greatest pledge looks like it's 10 million, but only a handful or even higher than three. Okay. If I sort the other way, I mean, I don't, there's I don't loads know. There's loads of zero. Right. So, so yeah, like not many have zero, but one is, you know, one is 10 cents more than zero at this point, but what am I? I'm, they make blocks, right? There's, some of them. there's an entire economy kind of forming around it, right? Because the That's point right. of um, these stake pools is to, is to, it's so that the network works in a way that um, is, uh, uh, you know, that works for everyone. Um, so the more stake pools you have, the more decentralized the network is. And there's some stake pools that are not going to do as well as, um, as some of the biggest stake pools. And so they're having those conversations in the, in the community right now, like how can they um, maybe get these, stake, these smaller stake pools to collaborate in a way um, so that they still can participate in the network and do the produce blocks on the network. So, um, you know, they're, 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 what they want to do is they just want to make sure that it's a, it's a fair system and uh, it, it becomes more fair by um, it's, uh, it's decentralization. So they're doing what they can to make sure that it's, it's, it's a very decentralized network. That's right. It's possible to be a really talented state pool operator, but still not hold a lot of ADA, right? So how do you, where's the fairness in that? Um, and so, so finding a way to navigate that is what the, the whole community is talking about right now. I'm here like the middle of the list. It looks like it's about 60K, uh, if, if that helps. Um, and, yeah. and there is a mechanism. This, this might be beyond the scope of our conversation right now, but Sydney mentioned securing the network. So, so having a variety of stake pools helps to secure the network, but then also a, a certain amount of pledge from each 
has a has a security effect. Um, but there's there's like 23 different variables that contribute to that effect. Okay, because I'm there. There are so many things that you just said that I want to ask. Like, okay, so <laughs> what do you mean secure the network? And like, why? So I don't know if that's like the direction we're veering in or. Oh, ask away. Yeah, no, like, as in, so yeah. What do you mean? Like, how how does having like multi? Okay, so like obviously the whole thing is like everyone has control over this thing. It's not like oh, you know there's like this elite group at the top and we have no everyone has control but then why does that mean that if there's more okay wait if there's more people in like in the stake pool system um then it means that there's less chance of like some people having like massive control yeah exactly exactly okay the more the the more people who know any truth, whether it's on a machine or not, the harder it is to tell a lie. Mm. Right. So if you have a critical mass of people saying, "No, this is the truth right here," then mm. one bad actor, they're they're different stories. They're just whistling in the wind. Basically. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and you know the protocol itself, like the consensus mechanism, like. We talk about Bitcoin versus like proof of stake and like protocol consensus mechanism. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Let me, let, me, let me make it super simple, right? In Bitcoin, you waste a lot of electricity, right? That thing called proof of work, right? Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. earn a lot of electricity so that you can become the person who validates the next set of transactions. It happens every 10 minutes or so, right? Okay. In Cardano, we use our stake to choose one of these stake pools, right? It's all, it's all based on a lottery and based on basically the amount of stake that they have under control, they can become the next slot leader, right? It's the same exact concept. So the slot leaders are the people who verify the tra next transaction. They're akin to miners in Bitcoin. They're the same thing. Slot okay. leaders in Cardano, mm -hmm. miners in Bitcoin. They, they make transactions happen. They take them out of the meme pool and they put them into a block and they put it on the blockchain everyone attests to it and votes that it's correct and honest. But if they're dishonest, right? And that's what you just talked about, why you have to have network security. They mm -hmm. can be dishonest and put in a bad transaction, you know, maybe a double spend from a transaction that already happened. Okay. But once all of those honest miners, right? In this case, in Cardano, honest stake pool operators, once they see that, they're gonna reject it because they know the honest version of the chain, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why you wanna have actually a lot of diversity in terms of you know types mm -hmm. of operating systems, mm -hmm. types of setups for state pools, mm -hmm. distribution mm -hmm. around the globe, so not just in even one yeah time actually. zones. I'm thinking but about that as well. Yeah, latency, latency is so important. It's huge, and mm -hmm. that's like you know mm -hmm. that's like the co the whole kind of core behind being like a distributed like you know decentralized proof of stake. It's so that you don't run into the Bitcoin world where there's like ten pools that are all in China, you know, that control like basically fifty to sixty percent. We don't mm. even know it could be more of all of the mining mm. power of Bitcoin. We never want mm -hmm. that to happen. happen. Okay. So that's, that's mm -hmm. and, and there's an attack that they can do on the network. It's called a 51% attack, which means that if you own, let's say in our case, like 51% of the state on the network, you can actually like attack the network and start rolling back transactions. This so is that, what like, Shoma was talking about. He said that if that happens, then like people would literally form like a like a like a cut off like okay you guys suck we're gonna go over here and like 
Mm-hmm. Expand point. over here, away from yeah. whatever you're doing with your... Yeah. If, if that like, happened, though, you would... Yeah, you, you would you would lose trust in the network as a whole, though. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so like, if something that like that happens, then people would be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not putting my money in there anymore because you've yeah. lost trust and the integrity of the network. So that's why we want to present, prevent something like that from happening. So when you have the diversity of state pools, that means that you can't get, like, one person or one group of people that are going to own 50% of the network that are going to attack the network because they can't, you know, I mean, you got stake pools in Africa, you got stake pools in Europe, you got stake pools in the US, you have them all over the place. They're so scattered that you can't really collect them all and just kind of... Collect them. Yeah. Right, and get them on the same page to say, hey, let's attack the network. So the more that you have, the more stake pools that we that we can, you know, build, the more diversity in the network and um, the more secure the network is. I just want to add on to that last point. Also, the actual stake, right? In proof of stake, the cost of ADA is directly tied to the security of the system because, like Sydney's point, right? What if there's just one, you know, maybe large player like a nation state that just is collecting ADA and wants to 51% us? Then we don't need 100, you know, state pools. We just need one person that has 51%. So if you can have a higher priced ADA, and that person has to obviously keep buying and increasing the price as they buy, you can basically say, your network security is half of your market cap, right? Because to attack the network, you have to own 50% of the tokens. I <laughs> <laughs> felt like I understood what I, you were saying. I, and then... I love you. Because I, re- I really felt like I understood what you were saying. I was like, let him talk more and you'll understand. But it just, it, it really... No, 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 no. So proof of stake, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're securing the network based on the amount of stake you own. So the tokens that you actually have. So yeah. it's different from proof of work, right? Bitcoin, you use electricity, you use these big mining machines and you, you hack an algorithm. And that's how you get to be the next, you know, miner or slot. Yeah, right? yeah. In Cardano, it's based on how much stake you actually control. So if you can get 51% of the stake in Cardano, it's akin to having 51% of the hashing power in Bitcoin. It's the same concept. You can attack okay. the network. And you can but your whole like point bets. was that you can't, like, if there's, that's where, like, so you were saying, like, something about raising the price or raising the... Mm-hmm. So, so, no, just the, just the idea that in proof of stake, the price of the, the token, right, the, the market cap itself, mm-hmm. an attacker would need to have 51% of that in order to actually successfully right. pull off a 51% attack. Mm-hmm. 51% of what? 51% of, of, of the, the whole market? The, the market cap of the token for Cardano. Yeah. Token Cardano, like ADA, the token that powers Cardano, that's the only token that you can use to stake in, ADA, in Cardano. Mm-hmm. So everyone with ADA, everyone that has Lovelaces, right? That's a subunit of ADA, right? It's like <laughs> to having N- Nigerian Naira. What do you call the pennies in Naira? It's the same concept. Koba. Koba, exactly. Yeah. It's the same concept, right? So anyone who has those, it's like you can only pay taxes in Nigeria with Koba and, and, and mm. Naira. It's the same mm. thing in Cardano, right? So we're saying the higher the price of ADA, actually, the more secure your network is because an attacker now has to go from owning, right now, let's say it's $1 billion worth of ADA to maybe a year from now when it doubles, he has to own $2 billion, you know, soon $10 billion, buy up just to be able to attack the network. To cover right. that 51%. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Right. So they, I'm gonna so have to watch they, this they, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like slowly. 
in trying to in trying to own the network, you're essentially pushing up the price. Right, because you're well, buying more and, and more, and, so you're increasing and, the price. But then, then that, that benefits you can't, everyone within the network already because. Okay. Yeah, and, but you can't own it because in order for you to own that network, then you have to reach out to DC and be like, hey, can I buy all your ADA? You have to reach out to show, to Shoma and be like, hey, can I buy, buy all your ADA? They have to reach out to all of us and say, hey, can I get all of your ADA? That and then it's up to us whether or not we want to be, whether we're like, well, I don't really want to sell you my ADA. Why would I sell that to you? Well, then, I'll sell you for $100. And, yeah. I'll sell it to you for 100 All right, that's fine. Right, 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 but like it right. depends like not everyone some people are going to be like i'm going to hang on to that just because it's like the novelty of owning ada whereas maybe some people might be like oh a million pounds yeah sure but yeah but also you but can't, it's cost prohibitive you wouldn't be able to do that suddenly because it's all a transparent market you can't mm. do like behind the scenes trades or anything you know what I'm saying? right it, it all happens on the market and yeah and, and, and like someone bought and then that. people would notice as well because it's so many of them going on at like let's say over a specific time period people like hey this one x person is purchasing okay okay yeah well, yeah. and, and that, that helps provide security on the network that's right oh okay yeah that was the original <laughs> I'm sorry if I broke the rules by putting any prices on the screen there. I was just curious, like what would half of the network cost? So just for reference, right. I'm not, I'm not speculating right. about the future by putting that up, but this right. is one of my favorite things about Cardano is it has attracted this incredibly kind of idealistic, open-minded group of people. Not everybody, you know, but I mean, I think there's a critical mass of people who are here for, unbelievable reasons but the the entire cardano project started with a group of researchers who had experience saying let's assume the worst right let's let's assume that if you build a great blockchain of course someone's going to want to attack it let's assume all of these things could go wrong and let's start by thinking about those things and so there's all these that like the more I go into learning about Cardano, the more just interesting little facts I uncover. I mean, I, it's not worth like diving into those now, but the deeper I go into the literature, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a thoughtful decision that somebody made because they, they saw down this pathway. And so all the, all the math and game theory behind it is just unbelievable. It assumes that people are going to try to screw the network up and then it tries to build in ways for even when that's happening, for that itself to make the network more valuable. Sorry, go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, just just to add a little bit uh, to what James said, uh, you know, it it, it it even goes into sort of naming the various um, stages of rolling out a Cardano. It just shows the thoughtfulness that that went into. You know, sometimes you just, you know, you're looking for something and then you, you're like, oh, wow, you know, they thought about this already. And it's, you know, when it comes to Cardano, it's just different. It's, it's, it's sort of in a, in, a, in a place of its own in terms of, you know, the naming of the various stages, the, the maps, the thinking, you know, it just, just seemed like, you know, they just looked like 10 years and I'm sure more ahead and then just plan for everything. So, you know, that, that just makes um, uh, Cardano, you know, one of those blockchains that's in a, a mm -hmm. class of its own. Yeah. So like, and, and I, 
reiterating James' point, like that's that kind of philosophy of like um, building something according to game theory. So it's like you're looking for bad actors, you know. You're you're basically like building a system for like to to prevent bad actors. You're everywhere. That's what got me about Bitcoin, you know, because when you kind of looked at you know what Satoshi Nakamoto was doing at that time in 2009, like when we had that like uh, financial crash and so on, it was essentially like, in, if you look at it in terms of game theory, it was like a checkmate to the financial system, you know, because they released a technology that you couldn't just keep in a box, you know, and once it evolved and gained more, more participants, it was something that you couldn't just like s stop because there was like an incentive people to keep on buying and to share and talk mm -hmm. about it. And you create this own market. So like, um, just pushing the conversation along, I'm sorry to uh, cut you to me, but like, um, April, like, what are you doing with Zoe Pool that's making it so successful right now? Because, I mean, <laughs> no one was expecting you to. How many blocks do you have right now? Like, how many blocks do you have? Four. Boom. We have four blocks now. And, like, I mean, is it is it something you're just kind of like letting run essentially or is it like is it more like uh was there like a lot of work you had to do to get delegation and stuff like just talking from the perspective of like of like someone who's also thinking to maybe set up a stake and pull like a couple months from now okay. Oh, okay um marketing skill is very important for a staple operator and for now, I'm just marketing my pool on, on Twitter. And, you know, that, that's all. I just on Twitter and, you know, pray for delegators to come. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't actually do anything special. But um, planning on, um, you know, creating, um, organizing meetups and hackathons for, you know, the community here in Nigeria, especially for women, because there are less women in this space. So, yeah, we plan on doing that. Once um, Zoe Pool is profitable and sustainable, we plan on doing that. Yeah. And, you know, it creates more awareness in Africa and bring in more delegators. You see, I mean, I mean, this is the genius of it, right? I mean, so you, you found out about Cardano like a few months ago, and now you're like playing a key role in securing the network. And you're being yeah. incentivized to talk about it and share it with your friends and teach other people. It's just like, mm. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah. So Sydney, what was your point? Um, no, I'm, 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 I think moving over to April and, and, you know, getting an idea about the staking pool. I was, uh, I was curious to know that, know that as well. And, and April, would you recommend that folks, um, you know, consider uh, building a, a state pool? Yes, 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 I would. I would. But before creating a state pool, go over the guide from start to finish. Um, learn how um, the security um, steps um, to secure your keys and, you know, so they don't make the same mistakes I, I made. You know, I'll advise them to go over everything to know if they are capable of doing that or not before they just you know, go in and end up losing funds like I did. 
And so are you, are you like, what does maintenance look like for you right now? What? What does maintenance or just kind of maintaining the pool or do you just kind of let it go and it's doing its thing right now and you just keep an eye on it to make sure that it's still up and running? Yeah, main, yeah. Um, there is maintenance in you know state pool operation, uh, rotating the keys and you know checking if the nodes run because that's what keeps the system going. So you have to constantly check your nodes if they are running, you know. But right now, um, Hoka is helping me do that. So, but hmm. yeah. Yeah, yo, you need to ask if he can jump on the show next because I I, I want to know more about Sorry. that. You need to ask him if he could jump on the show next because I want to hear more about that story of, of you losing your keys and him jumping, <laughs> jumping out and saving the day. Like. Yeah, I kind of want to uh, jump able to actually like create a stake pool. I think one of the biggest challenges is there is to actually uh, strategy before you think of creating a stake pool because, yeah. I mean, there are like 1,000 stake pools there and barely 300 of those are actually, you know, minting blocks. So, I mean, you can get mm -hmm. past like creating mm -hmm. a stake pool and you do that successfully, but the, the hard work is actually in marketing the pool. Like I'm an ambassador, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, would think, <laughs> I, think I, I would have like, you know, 200 million ADA or 50 million ADA, but, you know, I have, I'm, I'm very, we're very like, uh, you know, appreciative of what we have right now but i understand the struggle <laughs> you know like mm -hmm. putting your pool out mm -hmm. marketing your pool, it's like that's the whole creating the pool 99 percent is marketing that pool and actually having people delegate to you that's where the real yeah um what would you say what are the barriers to marketing your pool like what are the things that you come up against that make things challenging like yeah that's the question well first of all i mean right now twitter is really saturated with staple operators so i mean yeah. if you want to promote your pool right now uh literally 90 percent of everybody already have their you know their data delegated to other pools right so yeah. the challenge there is convincing people to actually pull out their funds and their either from you know where it is originally to your own pool so that's like the major challenge mm -hmm. because everybody has been waiting for shelly to launch so they can delegate their their, their um you know their stakes their their ada so no one really have unless for people that have that their, their ada stock in bitrex right those are the people that you we have okay <laughs> sorry just another question is coming to me is that if like because in my brain, does it benefit you to be in multiple stake pools? Like, wouldn't, do you, like, does that make sense? Like, if I was like, oh, new stake pools coming out, I'll put some of my Adana here, and then, oh, yeah. this, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is, or is that something that people don't do, or people are like, oh, this is my stake pool, this is my home base kind of thing? Well, I'm, I'm, I think that's what, I'm, I'm staking everything with Zoe, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, like, one of the, I mean, ch challenges with that is, um, I mean, I don't think, I feel there's not much, uh, should I say, delegation education because a lot of people have their, their, their delegation or their stake in oversaturated pool, right? So um, yeah. having them saturated, I mean, when the pool gets to saturation, it means that it's not gonna be profitable, right? Okay. So yeah, and um, 
Sorry, I missed. I missed the. Oh, like so. My question was if, like, people, let's say, let's say I'm in one of these oversaturated pools. Even if I was like, oh, I'll leave a few Adana here, and then I'll drop some. Like, do people kind of say? Oh, like obviously Tashoma just said he's just he's a one he's a one stake pool kind of guy. But like <laughs> is art like is there a benefit in like being in different stake pools or is that yeah. something that people do or like yeah, that's the question. Yeah, people, if you don't mind I'll, I'll jump in. It's they do that. Okay, go ahead. Um should, should uh, I go uh, yeah, I was just gonna say oh, I'm sorry. Oh um uh, so what I've um and and I did this um after talking to Josh some time back that sometimes you know the the people like Tashoma they don't really help small pools that much you know when they put all their ADA in there because what happens is that when they decide to pull that you know they decide to choose uh, to change uh, stake uh, stake pools then that that small pool can actually collapse but I know that with with, with yeah, well, maybe I'm just staying there. <laughs> 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 anyway, anyway, what I'm saying is, for me, what I decided to do was that I'm I'm going to split my my ADA, right? So you know, like a percentage of it goes into a smaller pool, and the reason that I do that, like uh, you know, I have been with 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 um, with April, and the, the the advantage of small pools is that you can get a big windfall. Right, so you can get intermittent big windfall, and I saw this during the ITN. Oh, sorry, I'm introducing another thing, but that was a trial, uh, a stake thing. Forget about it. But yeah, so basically, I I, I delegated to a small pool then, and mm-hmm. it was good. You know, on, on average, after the the trial ended, I realized that my my average uh, APR was was bigger than some of the popular pools that people were delegating to. Mm-hmm. But this time around, you know, I, as I said, I've split and then, you know, give some to a small pool, get these intermittent big wins, and then, you know, giving some other percentage to a bigger, you know, it's not much Would you say like a bigger pool is more like, let's say like a regular kind of thing? Yeah, so this is like... pool might be kind of sporadic, but... Like the the bigger one, so, so this particular one, um, if, yeah, he or she, I don't know, but they had a big pledge. So right off the bat, you know, he was one of the first ones to get out of the gate. So big pledge, got quite a, a bit of delegation. So I would say it's a mid-sized kind of pool. And they, those ones tend to make consistent um, uh, rewards. It's not big, but it's consistent. So that over um, over... I don't know, maybe six months or something, maybe you will have, say, 4.5. Whereas sometimes with a small pool, over a period of um, um, six months, the average might be, say, 6%. So it, it all depends. You know, sometimes you want to spread your risk, you know, kind of thing, or to see, okay, mm-hmm. let me try, mm-hmm. um, you know, various, and then see what kind of, um, mm-hmm. what comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, I hope and, I make sense. I think that totally makes sense. And I think that's what's happening. It's, it's an economy. It's a marketplace. You get to choose. Each stake pool is going to give you a different return. So um, you, you're going to be able to decide um, what's important for you. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know if there's like one that's like better than the other so much. It's just going to be a bunch of different ones that you get different rates for that met different blocks at different times and all of that type of stuff. So it really comes down to, what you're looking to do in the ecosystem as far as like, you know, how you want to delegate your, your ADA. 
and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tools that come out as the the economy, as you know, the the network grows a lot more, where people are like you're going to go on somebody's site and they're going to have all of the you know the pools listed and which one you should you know delegate to to get this amount of money and you know so there's going to be people you know moving um, their ADA around I think quite a bit although like with the network there's a little bit of a disincentive to move your ADA around because like when you take it out of one pool and you put it into another pool but you have to wait like 10 days before you can start receiving rewards again so two epics for the most part uh, before you can start receiving um, rewards again so there's, there's I think there's a lot that kind of plays into it, it's all individual it's like you know like Yes, I think it's all individual. So it's like a marketplace. We'll see what the final returns are. Like a Sydney, to your point, you don't actually stop. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So you say you don't? When you re-delegate, you stay delegated to wherever you were. Oh, okay. And then you're not, to the you're, next not a, you're not in okay. an empty zone for that time. That's so you're literally oh, earning so your, no your last okay. one until the time that it takes for you to move to the new one. Right, right. Okay. I've removed my delegation okay. I didn't know that. Here, okay. but, it, but yeah, the effects. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's a matter of the way ADA is counted on the blockchain's timeline uh, and kind hmm. of when those snapshots are taken. But what's interesting, I predict, honestly, a year from now, you're not going to see that much of a variation between the best and the worst performing pool, right? In, in the short term, if you want to have some fun, small pools mean, like Mercy said, you're going you're gonna to have these giant windfall days and then maybe a few weeks of nothing. Um, but blockchain's timeline, I know, Mercy, so I'm looking in the chat. <laughs> Azizi, yeah, we'll talk about that one too. But... But the, the thing is, what's fascinating about this, I've, I've had friends ask me, so this is just like buying stocks, right? And one of the biggest differences is that stocks give you feedback in terms of their value after any amount of time, right? No matter, you, you can talk about what a company does and hopefully people choose to pay a little bit of attention to how a company makes its money and factor that into their decision. But not everybody does, right? Because at the end of the day, stock price is a data point that gives us real information and some stocks do way better or way worse than others, right? State pools are not going to give us that information. On, on, a, on, a, long, on a long time frame, you're going to have a pretty similar return from each one. And so a big argument in the whole community right now is like, how do you rely on ADA holders to make decisions that, that are beneficial for small pools or the diversity of the network or any of these things that it's, it's on the ADA holder to want to make those decisions for reasons other than the return they're going to get. Right. And it's, it's, what proportion of people can you count on to to think to think about all those different variables? I, w I want to then, say one thing. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Okay. Because um, say, but then as well is how readily available is that information? Like around what each stake pool? Sorry, this thing. Anyway, what each stake pools like values or you know, what, they're, what, they're, what they stand for, like how 
like where 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 does the everyday Ada Holder see that and get to find out about that? That goes back to what Joshua was saying about marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your well, social okay. media game well, to get the word about. out there. That's what I want to talk about as well, because it's like, yo, the reason I'm 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 sticking with Zoe Paul because like I like the idea of it. That sells it to me. It's like the only African-owned stake and pool is like, yeah, I'm putting my money there because that's what I support. The the profits come is my second pool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, like talking about Josh's point, like I I kind of I always thought that if if I was a stake and pool owner, I wouldn't necessarily be going for people within the community who already own Cardano. Like, that's, yeah. just, like, that's, that's just like a very, very small pond. Like there's mm. thousands, millions of people who aren't able to get like, good interest rates from their bank. But now, because I'm, you know, Zoe is a stake and fall owner, she could, you know, offer that service to someone else. And like, I, I, I don't know, like, how do you feel with that approach, um, April? Like, have you found it like difficult to like get people to actually buy Cardano and stake with your pool and get a new entry in. Because I feel like, you know, in terms of talking about the health of your pool in the long term as well, I mean, they're less likely to move their funds around. You know what I mean? They're just going to buy their Cardano and just stake it with you and just, you know, see what happens. So as opposed to someone who's been in the ecosystem, has been speculating and trading and like looking for that profit every day. You know what I mean? So what do you think, April? Everyone can't hear you. Oh, your microphone's off. Hmm. You just click on me. Sorry. I, I mean, the question, I, I didn't catch the question. So, like, have you been finding it difficult to get new entrants into the community? Like, people who don't know about crypto and you to tell them, hey, you can earn an interest from your money by staking with me. Has, has that been difficult for you? Yeah, a little bit, yes, it has, because, you know, all many people know about bitcoin you know bitcoin is more popular than cardano so to explain what cardano is and you know everything is it it will be difficult to you know get them to transfer from bitcoin to cardano but i've been able to convince um up to three people about cardano and they seem interested so yeah they're ready to come (laughs) i think generally people just like the idea of earning like redundant investment like yeah. passive income so mm-hmm. they can relate to that mm-hmm. everybody here can relate to that so for me my experience has been like a little bit different everybody i tell hey do you know you can earn passive income just by investing in crypto boom they're in like i have this <laughs> people calling me mm-hmm. <laughs> every like yo how do i sign up for this thing because that's the language they understand passive income right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and that's what this is mm-hmm. if you think about it so beyond like market i don't really have to market what if I'm going outside the community, I don't really have to market what Zoipo represents, right? I mean, the ethics of Zoipo, I can just market what they know, right? <laughs> this bank mm-hmm. pays you for having money in it, right? Then boom, that's mm-hmm. their first introduction. I can stick to it. They don't, they don't have to do any other thing. They don't have to learn about any other pool, right? They, they know this one works and I can show them, I can show them prove that it works. They stay here. And to Josh's point, that's exactly how I sort of came into like ADA because um, to show my sister was just like, she set up a group and she's like, guys, you know, like we, we have, we have our money groups. Like we have our, like one of our friends did like a, 
like a financial mastermind over a year. It was books. It was like, literally, it was really good. And then, so, um, show my sister was like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a way to like, just have an investment on the side. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds cool. But I didn't do anything with it. And then I kind of bought some. I was like, okay, I've got some. What do I do with it? And then that's when I contacted Sh- contacted Tashoma and was like, okay, tell me more. And then that's how this whole thing of, oh, okay, it's not just like some money over here just doing its thing. Oh, there's actual, you know, like things going on behind that. Mm-hmm. But it's like I feel like mm-hmm. that's like a really good entry point, just mm-hmm. being like, oh, mm-hmm. passive income, and then mm-hmm. and then people's eyes slowly yeah. kind of open. That's some yeah. To add to your point, that's something we understand here. Like in Africa, right? It's easier to tell someone, hey, earn you know passive income from like mm-hmm. investing in Cardano, right? And they can learn about what Cardano is later while they enjoy their passive income. So it's mm-hmm. easier for me to. You know, just tell them, hey, while while you're learning this thing, just keep earning, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, brings us back to the first point, right? The earn while you learn thing. This is like the the way to go about it. Yo, I think that's huge. We were just talking. Yo, we're gonna close on that point, guys. We hit the forty-five minute mark. But um, I think that was a great episode, Aziza. It was great having you, April. Yo, I wish you the best with Zoe Paul. I'm going to continue staking. I'm not going to move my money around. Same. Continue to uh, try and get more and more people to stake with you because I want to see Zoe Paul become a success. And um, do we have any ideas for what we're going to talk about next week? Are we going to get maybe a mystery um, Russian developer to come on the show? It'd be great to get Holger on here. Oh, he said... Uh, I, I, I'm in contact with Holger, but he'll be available in two weeks because he has... Yeah, we definitely need to get Josh's internet so that priority number one before coming out. That was like the cliffhanger he has <laughs> until next week. <laughs>